Hello, my friends. And I'm Rudolph here. Thursday afternoon. It's a rainy day. I don't know if you can hear it in the background, but I love the rain. It's a little melancholy, and I'm a little angsty, so it, you know, it's relatable in my heart. But I think it also is is it's quieting. It's comforting. And yeah, I think I, I kind of wanted to speak about the weather. I want to talk about writing. Surprise, surprise. I'm obsessed with writing. Of course, my own writing included, but I am always trying to inspire other, other authors, other writers, other poets. And there are so many resources and exercises and maneuvers and practices and online courses and textbooks, etc. But the two, the, the two things I found to be most effective for me and my writing career with all the things that I've been doing, because I've been, I've been writing almost obsessively since childhood, like elementary school, probably earlier. Uh, I was writing, I've been writing forever. And I have grown more and more passionate about it, always searching for what, yeah, what has done the job for me and what could do the job for others, because people, people are out there desiring to write books. Oh my goodness, one of my favorite stories is like a sideways, kind of a rabbit trail, but definitely related. One time, a couple years ago, I, I went to a bar just to like churn some thoughts out. I brought a little notebook and was writing nothing in particular. And one of the bartenders asked me what I was writing. I told him you know, nothing in particular. And he went on to describe the book he's been trying to write. So check this out. Within the next hour, was it four, five, six different people? Some of them bartenders, uh, waiters, waitresses, five-ish people had passed through or joined this conversation in which they described their own sort of abandoned desires to write a book. And it, it I don't know, that stuck out to me so hard because there are so many people who want to, have begun to, always dream of it, but have stalled or run away or something like that. Something kept them from it or is keeping them from it. There are some of the more sort of practical things. Time and energy are not at a surplus for most of us. Um, but I still see... Usually when people are speaking about it, they're not like, well, I'm tired or, well, I don't have a lot of time. Usually they say uh, less measurable things like, I'm not very good or it would never work out or I don't know how to publish or I don't know where to start. There are some measures, some metrics you can apply to those, those variables. The thing I'm identifying now, though, is that it's rarely, it really has to do with like the, just sort of the basics. I don't have time. You know, I've got a job, I've got bills, I don't have time to write. And so that's not what people say very often. Instead, again, they talk about how just they, how poorly their writing would go. So, coming back from that, that, that rabbit trail, I've been writing for years. I do it pretty well in my opinion. I've gotten great feedback from a lot of people out there, friends and family, of course, people that are probably going to be nice to me anyway, but... 
a few others who are acquaintances or even more professional. I, I've gotten good feedback from my, my stuff, my work. Not the, the prime authority, but I am one, one reasonable authority. So I use that. I use my, my own background, my own authority, if you'll allow me that, to say the two key things that I've found to, to improve my own writing. One, really raw, dry stuff called grammar. Just Hold on, whoa, 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 pin that for just a moment, okay. And then on the other side is vulnerability. I'll get to grammar in a moment. Let me just set aside that dryness. Vulnerability. If you've ever tried writing, I imagine you've felt the angst that bubbles up when you've begun a story and, oh shoot, your feelings are showing through. Terrifying. Or even if not, you like you know, sometimes sometimes it's it is more a sense of, oh, somebody will think I'm bad and it'll hurt my feelings. I'm not I'm not trying to a bit little the nervousness about possibly having feelings hurt. I'm just saying that that there's this cloud, excuse me. There's this cloud of hesitation about writing and about being vulnerable, being seen or like having your guts laid open depending on what you, you know, what the genre is what kind of character you're writing, like even if it's fiction, even if it's fiction, I know it's happened to me and now I've just kind of embraced it, but I've, I have had writer friends describe the experience of them writing their characters and their scenes and then uh, recoiling because, oh shoot, my heart is showing through. Somebody's going to see that and like, no, they're going to know me. That's, I, I mean, I hate to break it to you, but I have found that that's where most of the power comes. Most writing power. And when I say writing power, I'm to, I mean word count, just raw word count, pour out your heart, boom, there it is, raw word count. Also relatability, we're all deep, messy individuals. Our hearts are tangled in so many different ways. So if I read some story about, I don't know, picture perfect, who knows what, uh, it's not, I don't care, whatever, that's cool. Like slap it in a movie, add some lasers and, and call it a waste of time. But if I read something or, or watch something or hear something about somebody who has undergone real struggles, has, has felt real feelings, has attempted real solutions, that's compelling because that's, that's real. It's real. So, so this side, I've, you know, I've split like the writing life into two huge layers, vulnerability, grammar, still with vulnerability. This side of the writer's life, vulnerability is so crucial. So to practice this, honestly, to one thing I did to practice this was I started a blog. This is many years ago. I would always tell my students, my friends, whomever, I would say, you know, a little bit every day, write a little bit every day, write a little bit every day. So I was doing is like, shoot, I, I guess I have to do that. Started a blog, called it rambling because I didn't want to have any sort of, I didn't want to have confines just wanted to pour out randomness. Most of the time it was randomness. I just, random thoughts flitting through my brain. Ah, oh, the trees are green. I need to pick my nose. Oh, the soup was hot yesterday. My coffee isn't very tasty, but at least it's warm. I don't know. Whatever. And sometimes it was, I thought, 
deep reflections. And a lot of times it was angsty, like, my life is so tough and I'm angsty and struggle, struggle. I don't want to belittle my own my own struggles either, but you know the stereotype, the, the angsty, angsty writer blogging about his life's hardships. Again, we have hardships. They're not trivial, but sometimes we uh, artists can exaggerate them a bit. So anyway, I practiced with my, my blog called Rambling, practiced for years being vulnerable. And sometimes I did indeed display rather sensitive bits of my life. I mean, I didn't try to dishonor anybody else. I tried to keep like my own things to myself and I didn't, you know, I didn't get weird. Free I don't know. I don't know even what, uh, I don't even know what I could have said that would have been weird freaky, but just talked about struggles, just general life struggles and fears and pains and past wounds and things like that. So I practiced. This overlaps with the grammar thing. I'm going to get back to that in a moment, but I'm still emphasizing vulnerability. I practiced uh, informal vulnerability. What I mean by informal is it was a blog. It wasn't part of my literature. It wasn't an essay. It was just like blah, 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 almost word vomit. So now we're going to pin all that. Vulnerability, practice it. But now, to make this whole thing work, this vulnerability section, here comes the grammar side of things. This also requires practice, but it also requires giving a shit about rules. Well, I know, I've heard the chats, language is changing, semantic shift, blah, 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 and you know, nobody, nobody uses, speaks that way anymore. It's junk, it's garbage. Those excuses are garbage. Using grammar, helps you structure your own thoughts, put it onto a page, and even though your readers don't know where commas should or should not go, it doesn't matter. They will still feel the cohesiveness or the, the fragmented nature of your writing. So if you write just like, oh, free-spirited commas go anywhere, your readers, are good. they're not going to know why, but they're going to feel like, oh, this is... This is, this is hard to read, even if the, the themes are pleasant, even if it's relatable, whatever it is. The janky punctuation will make it hard for your readers. A few will know, most of them won't, but then they'll be like, ah, and then they'll set it aside and they won't read it anymore. And they'll move on with life. They won't, get, go, they, won't, they won't write you a letter. They won't say, oh, you messed this up and I'm angry. They're just like, oh, I just feel the, the energetic drain. Yeah, so that's the, the really core foundational grammar stuff. How to use punctuation, even formatting. Um, some, like one of my favorite things to hate is triple synonyms. Um, what, what, one of my favorite triple synonyms to hate is um, way, shape, or form. People love to say, you know, in any way, shape, or form. Why? Stop that. That's just crappy writing. Skip it. Move on. Whew. So they're the most fundamental things like where commas go and don't go, then there are uh, sort of less mathematical things like faux pas, writing faux pas, triple synonyms, overusing cliches. I would say don't use them at all, but whatever. Um, dumping in adverbs. We love our adverbs, but I say adverbs weaken a, a piece of writing. Like, he spoke boldly. Uh, I, I, no, no, no. I don't want to, I don't have time for a bajillion examples, but default, if there's an adverb, it means there's a better verb or adjective or noun that you could place. So like, 
he was enormously tall. You just say, he was gigantic. Boom, like gigantic. Okay, maybe it's not the best option, but I'm just showing you the picture. Don't pile up adverbs. Use them very sparingly, uh, pun intended. Whatever. Key thing I'm trying to say is the grammar side of life is you give a shit about your own writing such that it is crafted, not just I'm feeling some things and I'm going to slap down some words. Start to choose your words, your sentences, know why punctuation goes in certain places. And as you get to know that, you'll realize, oh, shoot, I can't jam these various sentence fragments together the way I wanted to impulsively. Instead, I got to reformat things. That'll help you edit, self-edit, even as you write. That's its own balance, but learning that is, is, is helpful, if not critical. So, here's what I'm trying to say now with these two, uh, I mean, the whole long, it's been a rant, I know, whatever. But these two main segments of this rant is your writing. It feels hard. It feels hard. And the two main reasons are you're not comfortable being vulnerable and you haven't, you haven't built into your guts the core rules. The solution, as simple, not easy, but as simple as this, no grammar and practice vulnerability. The way that looks, so knowing your grammar is you actually have to say, shoot, all right, how do I use commas? You look it in, up in Google or Bing or whatever, figure that out. Whenever you bump into a question and you're not sure how to do it, whatever it is, uh, when to change the paragraph, when to put the little triple dot and make a space between scenes, look it up. G give a shit. I'm, I am apologize for the, the expletive, but it's like I'm trying to colloquialize the concept and say just care about crafting your own words. And then the other side is practice vulnerability, whether it's with a person out loud in a public blog that you share, or even just in an email that you address to yourself and then delete, practicing getting those, uh, those sensitive parts out, it'll take a long time to burn through the dross you've built up because that's what we've been trained to do. But if you can burn through that dross, you will be able to find vivid, vivid work. It's a whole lot of practice on both sides, and it's going to be a lifelong process. But if you can learn the rules, or at least commit yourself to learning the rules as you go, and if you can continue practicing vulnerability, your writing will transform into something new and bold and powerful. And it won't feel as draining to you, and it won't feel as yucky to you. And it, you, you might like it, and others might like it. So many other variables and details in the aftermath of that, but the starting point really is just you being okay with your own work. <sighs> There's always more to say, hence writers across the globe. But for now, I wanted, I wanted to encapsulate two key missions for you. Know your rules, be more vulnerable.